right. Um, welcome back, everybody. What's up, man? Good evening, Samuel. Hello. Happy, happy night episode. Th- happy dude. Thursday. I'm so happy about it. It's nice out. It's like sixty degrees. Sixty I, degrees, but I'm all bundled up. Here. I don't. I don't hate the warmth in in December because you know you know what it is is that it's not real cold till February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've said it before. I'd I'd almost rather live in a place where the weather is consistent. Yep. Um, it's funny. I feel like we always start off with the weather. No, we do. It's it's easy. It's good. It's good. It's good. Small <laughs> it's, it's talk. A good, it's a good warmer upper. Um, but anyways, While we're be- scrambling be- to get the freaking yeah. notes in order. Before we we dive into it, um, we've been gaining some new listeners. Have and we? Oh, yeah, shout we out. have. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to our new listeners. And the only way we're going to keep gaining listeners is if they leave a five star review. Oh, I yep, like that. It's yep. a good segue. It's a good segue. Um, so please leave a review, follow, subscribe on whatever your preferred audio platform is, and you know, most importantly, check out Real Time Live on the App Store. Yep. You'll have fun doing it. And, you know, uh, that's that's pretty much all we need to say in the beginning. So what are we yep. talking about today? Omnicron, uh, always, baby. Always a mosh pot. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have much to say about COVID. I, I really don't. But with a name like Omicron, what did we expect? You know, Delta was cool. Delta, it was, it was, Delta was fresh. Delta, yeah. People were just happy it wasn't old COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now Omicron, that, thing's, that thing sounds like a transformer. Yeah, no, I mean, um, a lot of parallels to that pesky Spanish flu of 100 years yeah, ago. But yeah, they're yeah. saying, and obviously, you know, not a doctor, know very little about medical science. But the, the experts, I guess, are saying that uh, with pandemics like this, it's a very similar ending to what the end of the Spanish flu looked like. I see. A contagious strain that tends to be a little bit milder, actually. Okay, I'll take um, that. But similar to a weather report, I'm really just reading what I saw on a screen. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but there's some... Bringing it back to sports. Well, yeah, so, so Omnicron's taking over sports. Uh, we got some NIL news with National Signing Day happening yesterday. Um, We're talking jer- jersey burning. Yep, so, uh, Jackson Mahomes got himself in some hot water. Um... You know, and, and I think that's pretty much shit. There's not that many topics, but, but I think we got a lot to say well, about them. Well, I, listen, what I do is I always sprinkle in some random hoopla. Yep, yep, um, yep. But, but there is, we got to talk Steph. I know he, he broke Steph, that yep. old news. I was right. Just going to pat myself on the back. He broke it at MSG, as expected. Um, you know, you, you're kind of a flip-flopper. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You originally said he was going to break it the, the first night. Then you're like, oh, he'll break it tonight. And then now you say he'll no, break it at MSG. No, that's true. I, I won't lie. I was hoping every night that he would do it. But let's be real. The first night, he would need to hit 16 threes. He would need to pull the Hannah Khan. Yeah, he would need to go off. Which is still remarkable to me. She did that. You know, even, if, even though she took 52. Um, it's way better than I would have done. I'm but, actually, I don't want to cut you off here, but quickly... Again, I was listening to, to, to WEI. Oh, right. right. The, the boys. The boys over there. <laughs> yep. What are they going to have us on there? No, I don't know. But uh, we were going to have to force ourselves on with the radio calls. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we'll be so educated on the phone, they'll be forced to let us on. But um, so they were talking about Steph, and they brought up Larry Bird. Excellent three-point shooter, obviously. But at the time, you know how many threes he shot per game for his whole career? One and a half. 1.7. That's insane, dude. And really, it's really only that high because at the end of the career, at the end of his career, he, he, couldn't, he, he couldn't, couldn't go move. to the rim as much because yeah. of his back. I mean, you ever see those, this is slightly related, not super related, but you ever see those clips of people in the olden day? I mean, because the three-point line's only like relatively new. I want to say like 70, sometime in the 70s. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Late 70s, I think. But either way, all those clips you see of people before that who are still shooting from deep, more or less. They had some with, stones. With no real incentive to do so. Like, 
I can, I obviously um, naturally kind of diss old basketball, even though I have respect for legends. But you had to have quite the cojones to be firing from deep when there was no incentive to do so. Yeah, so so they introduced the three-point line in, in the 1967-68 season. No way. ABA really? commissioner George Mikan stated that no. the three-pointer... That's the would, ABA. That's the ABA. Well, I mean, but it was I, a I pre-merger. Think, I, I think it was when they merged that it came in. For the but NBA. that was the, the first three-point line oh, that existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said it would give the smaller player a chance to score and open up the defense to make the game more enjoyable to the what's fans. The, what's the name of the commissioner who did that? George Mikan. George Mikan was the commissioner He's like of the a legend. ABA? Yeah. What a visionary. No, he was a beast. I mean, plain and simple, that, that, that's what it did. You know, they actually shortened it in the mid-90s, I think, too. 1979 is when it came to the yeah, NBA. Yep, yep. But um, no, I guess, well, so since we're, we're talking about the threes, um, I, I thought it would be uh, nice of us to shout out some of the um, three-point leaders of the past, right? So people who had held the spot as leader. So it started former with former record holders. Yep. So it started with a Brian Taylor. Uh, we're in the when early eighties, eighties. Okay. Now All we're right. in Joe Hazzett, but Daryl Griffith just caught him. Larry Bird, boom, eighty-five, eighty-six. Larry Bird's a legend. He's still the number one guy. There's some people coming up, coming up. Dale Ellis passed him, eighty-eight. Never heard of him. Dale Ellis holding it. Michael Adams passed him, ninety, ninety-one. They're neck and neck. They're neck and neck. Dale Ellis back on top. Uh, Danny Ainge second. Danny Ainge. Reggie Miller third. Reggie Miller second. This is 95, 96, 96, 97. Reggie Miller passed him in 97, 98. Dale Ellis and Reggie Miller still kind of neck and neck. Now Reggie's pulling ahead. It's 2000, 2001. He's still holding it. Reggie's holding it, holding it, holding it. And he's hold, he is expanding his lead. He is, but Ray Allen, out of nowhere. Ray Allen, out of nowhere. 2006, 2007. Ray, 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 Ray. Ray passes him. He's passing him. It's 2010, 2011. Ray passes him. And then obviously... Steph, but all those people I named that once held the crown. Shout out to you. No, you'll have to. You have to send me that little. Anim- I assume you were watching the animation. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know those graphs. That, yeah, they moved. Yeah. It's good stuff. You got to send me that. We'll make a make a little TikTok. Yeah, out of it. yeah, some, I, yeah. Some live play by play of the, the three point journey. Um, but you mentioned Danny Ainge. Yeah, let's yeah. talk Danny. You got you got a new gig. So I don't even like. It's so funny the way they name some of these roles. I assume it's not a GM. He's not a GM. He's so in he the was front office over at Utah. So he was quoted on the radio saying that WEI? I don't know what it was, but basically he was like, "I would only consider a job if it was the right fit with the right people." A whole bunch of hoopla. Okay, so on Wednesday, Ainge joined the Utah Jazz as an alternate governor and CEO. So he's like the boss. So he's in charge now. He's alternate of governor their business and CEO. side, I imagine. So he's the chief executive officer, but my guess is... They still have a GM. Yeah, so he's delegating the actual basketball tasks to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, but when you're running an NBA team, safe to say you're still going to have your hands in no. the basketball decisions. So if anything, he, he, pulled the, uh, he pulled the Brad, and he gave himself a nice promotion. I truly, I trust my instincts, and my instincts told me a couple months ago that it was time for me to move on. Ainge said it is Celtics retirement. Blah, 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 for the record. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, what do you think? You think it helped the Jazz? Didn't he play for the Jazz <laughs> at one point? Couldn't tell you. I, I feel, feel like he, he was has, in Phoenix. He, I, th- I feel like he's got some kind of history with the Jazz. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Danny Ainge. Let's see where he played in his career real quick. The Jazz have always been a, f- a, f- a fun little team. You, th- you think he, he'll, you think it'll help him? He was not in the. Uh, yes, I think he'll help. He never played for the Jazz, so he went from he was in Boston in the '80s, played in Sacramento for a year, Trailblazers for a few years, and then ended up in Phoenix. But 
Um, I think he'll help him. I don't know. Sell some tickets. Make that place yeah. cool and fun. Um, um, I know he's a flip-flopper of a trade ma- tradesman. No, he's a... I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about Danny. Just, just, I guess since we're on the NBA, um, and there's, there's not too much on the NBA, so we may as well just get them all out um, right now. But uh, for one, um, just back to the Steph thing, something that I saw discussed on Twitter, um, and I'm just curious what you have to say, but how many threes do you think Steph Curry's hit in his whole lifetime, the entirety of his life. Because obviously well, now the number is 2,000-something, but... Let's pick it apart. Let's pick it apart. So, obviously, the 10,000 rule, probably... 10,000-hour rule probably applies to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, in an hour, let's say he's jacking up at least 200 threes, if not more. He's prob- an hour? Yeah, probably, okay, probably like 500 threes. He could jack no, up. No, dude, I don't even... Eh, maybe. Dude, he could jack up 30 in two minutes. Dude, but that's assuming he always has a ball in his hands. No, but, again, but no, it's, it's 10,000 hours. Yeah. I'm saying him of practicing. Yeah, yeah. So, judging by that... I don't think he's making 200 threes in an hour. No, I'm saying he's taking. Oh, okay. Taking. Yeah. Um, making at, like, in practice, probably a 50% clip. Yeah. Let's say he's making a, making a shit ton in a row. 100 threes an hour. Um, what's 100 times 10,000? That's like a million, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut that in half. I'm saying he's made 500,000 threes in his life. Fair. How many, how many threes do you think Shaq has made? More than you would think. I, mean, I bet so. Shaq shoots a lot of threes when he's just practicing. Uh, yeah, I bet nowadays he's all, all he you know, does. Well, well, he grew up as a guard. Let's yeah. not forget that. I think Shaq is probably somewhere in that 25,000 range. Would yeah. You, would you say, give or take, in his whole lifetime, Shaq's over under 25,000 threes? I mean, how many threes do you think you made? Probably <laughs> at least 1,000, right? If not more? Probably hovering around 1,000, I'd say. And these guys are, one, they play a lot of them a whole, a whole lot more basketball, and they're just better. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it's safe to say Shaq's hit 25 times more threes than me. But you know, who clip. I, you know who I think has hit more threes than Steph? Who? I think Ray. Ray, Ray was a, a practice animal. Hey. He was, he was, a, he was a gym, gym rat. You know, speaking about Ray, um, him and Reggie. Did Ray say anything? So they, I don't know if he, he released, I'm sure he released a statement. I don't think he said anything during he's the not, moment. He's not big on Twitter. Well, they did like a, no, ever since his uh, incident. Well, I mean, it, it was it was ni- it was nice when Ray broke Reggie's record because Reggie was there. It was it, you know it well, they was were both there. The they were both at MSG. Oh, they were. Yeah, they oh, came to watch. That. They came to watch the game. Oh, that's so what nice. I was going to say was, what's nice about those guys is they're not haters. You know, because like you just said, Reggie didn't really care when Ray broke it, and now that both of them are there when Steph breaks, I'm sure they'll be there all three of them when the next person breaks it. You know, it's a nice little family about those three point snipers. Um, but uh, just a final question to wrap up the Steph debate. Is Steph, and hear me, you got to listen clearly to this one. Is Steph the best at shooting than any other athlete in one particular aspect of their sport? Like, is Steph the best at one particular part of his sport compared to other athletes for one particular part of their sport? He has to be. He That's has to be better question. at one. He has to be better about. He is better at that one part of basketball than I think any other athlete is at any other part of any. I sport. mean, I'm trying to think about like what even those comparable skills are in other sports. Yeah, like what is it in football? 
I mean, I think in fo- football ultimately comes down to what? You're running with a ball, trying to make it to a spot and throwing and catching. But, like, Steph is better than any kicker is at kicking the ball. Yeah. In terms of accuracy. I would argue that Steph is probably better at shooting threes, given the difficulty in doing that, than even some of the most accurate QBs in terms of where they place that ball. The only thought that comes into my head, like, I don't know, like, Ronaldo and headers, that's his thing. But, like, I don't know soccer well enough. I think Steph is better. Um, Ronaldo's headers didn't change the game. Baseball, there's, I mean, I can only think of, like, pitchers and their different pitches, but everyone, you know, that's not But you don't know any pitchers who have changed the pitching game. No. And, you know, I mean, going along this, I saw some fucking money grab of a headline saying that is Steph Curry the new goat? Oh, fucking give me a break. But <laughs> Well, um, some people might think so. Actually, speaking of that, it's a perfect segue, Noah. It's like you read my notes. Um, this, is a, a, this is more of like a quick take thing. But best players since the 90s, MJ, Braun, Hakeem, Kobe, Duncan, KD, Steph, Wade, CP3, KG. Did I miss anybody? Mellow? Uh, you got CP3 on there. You better have Mellow. I'm not disrespectful. Yeah, okay. Mellow can go up there. Two I mean, guys with no rings? Yeah, Mellow can go. You got Charles on there? Who? Barkley? Since the 90s. Well, I guess MJ's there. You got Shaq on there? I didn't hear Shaq. Shaq? No, you're right. You're right. Um, Paul Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the that, way to that's that's a good ending. For but anyways, let's, let's let's talk about on. Omnicron because yeah. and Kings shut down their facility. Sixty three NBA players have now tested positive for COVID. One hundred NFL players have tested positive in the uh, since Monday. Um, and now the NFL is in a quote unquote intensive pr- COVID nineteen protocol where even if you're vaccinated you're masked up in the in the facility you're social distancing they're doing the grab and go food thing again you know who started that ab ab started he cursed it because if ab actually no ab and aaron Rodgers, they're those fools they just had to make a mockery of it they made a mockery of it and now it's like because before if those two things didn't happen, I would have just assumed that most of these guys are vaccinated. And now I'm like, you know what? They're probably, probably not a not- lot of them. <laughs> but I mean, the, the the thing too, it's now we're. I mean, the NBA has been canceling games already because mm-hmm. of that Bulls situation yeah. where they only had like two ed- eligible players. But now we're back in this situation where the same thing happened last year. It was like a Ravens Steelers game last year where. One of the teams had, like, no quarterback. They had to push the game from a Sunday to a Wednesday. And now it's looking like they're going to have to do the same thing for the Browns because not only originally it was Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, then Baker Mayfield, now Case Keenum. So not only do they not have their head coach or starting quarterback, they don't even have their backup quarterback. Put me in, coach. Um, and not to mention Odell. Like, they have, like, the Rams are one of the teams with a big breakout, a bro- yeah, breakout of COVID. And... Um, they had like six players out going into Monday night and then Odell played Monday night, then tested positive on Tuesday. It's a mess. It's a mess. I'm having, it, it, I'm getting flashbacks of like March, uh, March, 2020. I don't like it. Well, the premier league is shutting down. I think Oh, for God's going on sake. A, a postponement, a I mean, little hiatus. I think they're going on a little break. Well, New York is, as a city has just had a massive outbreak because of, because of SantaCon. You know, people just had to go dress up in the, I in actually the heard there was a Santa shortage. 
What does that even mean? It means, I mean, this is actually probably due to corona. I mean, think about it. Older people who are a little bit overweight, I think of the you know amount of yeah. people who've passed, a lot of them were Santas. So I think there's actually 600 or 700 less Santas Jesus. than there was in, let's say, 2019. What, That's um, a serious shortage. Are you gonna are you gonna tell your kid that that Santa exists? Or are you gonna break it to him early? No, I mean, why would I kill their fun? I I, I knew the guy never existed. Yeah, I always figured the guy didn't exist, but it's still fun to think about if the North Pole was a place. You know, some people really uh, cling on to that for some time, like like fourth, fifth grade. Do you still believe in that shit, dude? <laughs> I was that kid too. I was like, dude, you I, was like you, you, I was like, was I was like, I was that little prick who's like, you know, you know, he doesn't exist, right? dude. You know, but if there was an elementary school kid in here, you have to realize how you know impressionable they are. Of course, they want to believe in a magic place I, where the I, presents come from. I don't know. I, I mean, I never once believed in it. Well, you're Jewish. Yeah, but I, you, you know, you, I, you already are anti-Christmas, but it, right? It wasn't like I was. Well, first I'm half, so I'm entitled to the celebration, <laughs> but. I don't know. I was just like, we'd go places, and, you know, I was a smart enough kid to be like, okay, how many Santas can there be? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, yeah, there's yeah. one at the mall, there's one, there's one, yeah, in, what's, one in the middle Santa of town. What's doing in Holyoke? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's everywhere. I thought he was so busy. No, I mean, I don't even know how, like, that even, so I, I'm also, you know, I guess non-traditional when it comes to Christmas. We don't do it big, so to speak, you know? So I'm kind of curious how that works as well for um like like do you just tell your kids for their first christmas they remember like i these presents didn't come from me i think it's really a mechanism to make kids behave at the end of the day yeah, oh yeah that, that, that's honestly a good good thought yeah but I mean, i'm actually like, do good i'm gonna be experiencing one of my my first real christmases this year oh yeah i'm going to my girlfriend's house wow yeah I'm an only child i'm a jewish only child so it's gonna be quite the culture shock damn are you nervous have you ever had eggnog I don't know. I never had eggnog. I guess, I guess I'll be drinking eggnog. Yeah, it's kind of. I like there's it. Gonna be, uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be Yankee Swap. Oh, I never done one of those. What are you bringing? I don't know. It has to be twenty five dollars or less. Oh, that's fair. That's a good yeah. cutoff. But with inflation nowadays, you know, you might as well go thirty five. Talking about inflation today on the radio. I listen to too much radio. You know, overblown, in my opinion. Wages are going up too, but gas. Well, you, we gotta get those. We gotta yeah. uh, have a, a quick chat with the OPEC group over there. But um, um, anyways, let's talk. Let's talk. And let's talk nil. Um, college football signing day. Deion Sanders made the heist of the century. And did According you, to fucking Twitter, he did. did I mean, it's, is it a big deal? Did you watch the, uh, you know how like all these good football kids, they'll do like the, the signing ceremony where they like try to fake out with the, what hat they're going to pick? <laughs> this Whoa. kid, he was like, he, he like threw away all the hats because everyone, everyone thought he was going, he committed to FSU. Oh, so wait, wait, walk me through this. I didn't see this. So he had several he hats had from different schools. Georgia, FSU, and one more. He puts one on, throws it into the crowd. He's like, I like that, but not enough. Does no that way. with another one. Georgia, he's like, this one's pretty nice. Puts it back down. So it's not gone. He puts it back down. And then he picks up the FSU one. He's like, now this one is really nice. And he's about to, and he starts unzipping his shirt. But that, because as if he was going to have an FSU shirt. But then he takes the hat off, unzips the shirt all the way. And it's like, whatever it is, Jackson State, I believe, or whatever, something yeah. like that. <laughs> And Yo, yeah, he's 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 going to the number one player in the country is going to an FCS program. And if I understand correctly, with these with surprises of this magnitude, not even the FSU coaches knew that this was coming. 
Like it was like a sudden decommit. Or I imagine maybe like, I don't know what the formal process of decommitting is, but he probably was just like, I'm not going there beforehand. Or do you think they found out for the first time at the thing? I, I don't know. He I told them beforehand. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if he, if they found out on the spot, dude. Those these recruits probably have the biggest egos in the world, especially what you're telling me about the freaking charities, which we'll, which we'll get into. But a yeah. little about um, Travis Hunter, right? So I'm seeing on the the outrage in the cyber universe on this. I objectively always find jersey burning to be so so funny, um, like every single time because it it almost actually begs the question is before social media did you really burn jerseys because i feel like people only burn jerseys so people see them burning jerseys <laughs> that would almost make it more powerful if there <laughs> if it was like <laughs> if it was 1980 and you like were burning a, a jersey yeah just for just because you really fucking hated yeah. that guy because i mean i feel like the magnet i feel like the um what it takes to burn a jersey today is so much softer than what it would have taken to burn a jersey back then imagine burning jerseys and like the 70s. You must have really hated the guy. Like, you're, you'd start a, no, not even a match. match. I was going to say, you had to start a campfire. I saw this dude on Twitter. You put a whole frame in the fire. Are you dummy? At least take it out the frame. Save the frame. And he, like, first of all, this kid's a cornerback. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying he's not good. No, he's not Far one. better athlete than me. Damn right. But, and, you know, he plays offense and defense. Coincidence that he's going to play with Prime? Maybe not. Um, I mean, the, the signs are there as to why he's going to play for Deion Sanders. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he's going to dominate, though, as well. No, he's going to be a beast. He's still going to go to the NFL. Yeah. But people know he's still good. He's playing for the best cornerback of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's funny. You know, people, people, people are outraged. What did you think was going to happen? What? What do you mean? Like they probably thought he was going to go to the school he said he was going to go to. Yeah, but, like, I think a, a big part of this, like, whole NIL stuff is, like, there's now things in play beyond just going to the coolest school with the best coach, with the best facilities and all that. Can I go on a rant, too? This is kind of an aside, but it has stuff to do about football, college football. It actually kills me every time somebody talks about, oh, but they get free school. Like, football's easier because I guess you technically have to be there for three years so I get it and a lot of people do go on to you know they obviously they don't make it to the NFL so they go on to be professionals but when the like we're talking about different avenues when they say that crap for basketball I like die inside because dude like you're taking algebra 101 if that first semester if you're a stud like does it really matter if you go to school not really like I totally understand why you'd not go to school and go right to the league rant over um but yeah I mean I think this Travis Hunter stuff and what we've been seeing over the past few years in multiple sports higher education in terms of uh, avenue to go to school and like needing to go to the schools with big names i think it's on fraud watch so you had mentioned that this fellow was playing both sides so i'm assuming obviously he played both sides in high school that's what good players tend to do but are you insinuating that he's going to be playing both sides at college yeah i think he's gonna do it he's, gonna, he's a running back really yeah i think he's gonna do it wow it's kind of kind of weird though, like pretty different build for a cornerback and a running back. Mm. But you know, it, it is FCS, so you know. Hey, you know, last time you made a comment like that, you had the roadies. No, yeah, is Jackson State like are they doing good on, under Coach Prime? I don't. I mean, I assume so. Didn't he win? Uh, Coach Prime just won an award. I'm almost positive that they're like killing it. They're number one in their conference. They're probably doing amazing. They're not ranked in the F- FCS. No? 
They were 11 and 1. How the hell aren't they ranked? Uh, maybe they. They had to be. They beat powerhouses. Like they ranked 55th. In the country? Or just oh, wow. They ranked 55th as a team overall. Yeah. The um, next highest ranked FCS school was down to 128, so the number one FCS team. Yeah. I mean, they beat powerhouses like Florida A&M, Tennessee State, Louisiana Monroe, Delta State, Alabama A&M. They put up a 60 ball. These guys are the real deal spiel. I respect it. You know, but inevitably, he will leave. The guy? or is uh, Deion Sanders will leave Jackson State. Oh, and go to an FBS school? He interviewed with TCU two months ago. Really? He will leave to a big school to prove that he is an actual really good coach. I respect it. I mean, you know, it's, he's, he's doing it the right way. He's coach, just, coach Prime is going to go to a primetime program. He's, just, he's doing it the right way. I, I have nothing but respect you for You know what him. I think he's going to do? What? He's going to wind up at Clemson. Really? If Clemson doesn't figure it out in the next two years, Dabo out, Dion in. Well, what brings him to Florida? Is he a Florida native? I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I don't know where Coach I feel like Prime he, is from. I feel from. like he low-key might be from, like, Virginia or New Jersey. Really? Yeah, actually, I could see that. Deion Sanders is from originally, well, let's say, at least say where he went to high school. Yeah, he went to high school in Florida. Wow. And he okay. went to Florida State, so maybe he, he stays oh, in that, Florida. Oh, that was the crazy thing, too. It's because he pulled this kid from Florida State, which is alma mater, to hey, Jackson State. Don't hate the player. Hate the game, baby. He was probably like, dude, you, you don't want to go there. But, um, but it, uh, no, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was going to change it. Um... What we should talk about is... I was going to say NIL. Yeah. We, well, let's talk NIL yeah. because, so again, I was listening to the radio. <laughs> and what You're the only guy in America our age who's dude, doing that. because, I don't know, I get bored of music. But um, what they're talking about is, so Texas, for example, has all the alumni money in the world. They have, like, the biggest booster program in the country. Take notes, UMass Amherst. Granted, but they're not that good. Texas mm. hasn't been really good at football since, you know, Vince Young, right? Yeah. And he went there. Um, so what they now, what they're now doing is they're setting up these booster charities so that they can give NIL sponsorships to certain player groups. So for example, there is the Pancake Factory Nonprofit Charity Foundation, which is just sponsoring Texas offensive linemen. So if you're... Well, well what else do they do? Nothing. They don't make pancakes this dinners? Crea- this was created to funnel money to Texas football players. The hmm. Pancake Factory, like Pancake Blocks. That's funny. Um, so what they do, so as long as you are a Texas lineman, offensive lineman, $50,000 for the year. You know how many linemen those fellas got? And there's, so there's that one for the lineman. There's another one for the lineman. So if you're a Texas lineman, you're making hundred grand a year with no expenses. Just Even if you're fourth string, you're making that much money from these... Bullshit charities. And then there's the Yak Foundation, Yard After the Catch for the receivers. Same thing. Um, I heard about something out at USC. If you're just in that running back room, period, even on the practice squad, you're making 100K. I can't even hate, honestly. I can't even hate. What's your opinion? I don't know. I mean, it, those are just, they're, they, they're successfully taking advantage of the new system that's in front of them. It's not like, I mean, these kids have been getting money forever anyway. No, yeah. I mean, so now, but imagine, too, it's like before you weren't getting paid. Now you're getting paid. You already probably weren't paying to go to school. These guys are eating good. Chilling. They're straight. Dude, these guys could live in some dope houses. You know what, too? Like, if I if I was, like, a fourth string running back and I was like, I kind of hate going to football practice. Like, maybe college football isn't for me. I would just not quit. That is the incentive and a half right there to stay on the team. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're not going to see many people give up that check anytime soon. It really is crazy. Um like, imagine, dude, if I had, 
Because think about it. Going into school, like, if you made 15 grand, God forbid, 20 grand over the summer, like, going into school, you were like, oh, I'm set for the year. You could do whatever you wanted, basically. Yeah, and some. Are you kidding and me? And some, yeah. I mean, how and much stuff did you ever buy? And no, I mean, you just buy, like, booze and a little food. Yeah. But um, obviously rent. But these guys aren't paying for rent. They're not paying for school, so they have no loans. And they're getting 100K. You know, I think um, looking at the big picture, that's really good for a lot of families. I imagine a lot of these people are coming in from not no, great yeah, situations. That's, true. that's a good point. Uh, be able to send some money back home, uh, you know, be a little supportive. So I'm all for it. Shout out to the booster clubs. Um, I, ma- I imagine, too, that model will be copied everywhere. I mean, the, the big Just thing. Look at recruiting. The big thing is that now it doesn't really matter how good you've historically been at football. If you've got really, really wealthy alumni from doing who knows what, Pump that money into football, in the, into these fake nonprofit charities. Hey, um, I don't have. Yeah, I don't. And I, not to mention, it's the tax write-off. Because well, that's why they're doing. Because it. if I'm an alumni, I'm giving to a charity. It's yeah. fucking. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but um, I mean, dude, if if we had five thousand a year, I'd, I would have been jumping for joy. Talk about five hundred. Yeah. Um, but I guess sticking with the the football themed stuff, um, let's talk Urban Meyer. So he's out. Finally got the axe midweek. Something, something under the hood must have happened there. You know, I mean, there must have been one final straw, dude. Not even one final straw. You just, you just have to have eyeballs and ears. The guy, the guy was fumbling the bag left and right, kicking players in well, practice. That's what I wanted to talk. That about. one sounds fake. I can't even like believe that because we, we've already talked about all the the other stuff: the grinding at the bar, the berating of the assistants. The, we've, we've been on him the whole time. We, you know, we've been up to date. One could say we started the investigation. Well, one could say our loyal fans helped us start it. Oh, yep. Um, but what I want to talk about is the kicking of his kickers. Not no, sorry. Not only kicking of his kicker, but the kicker kicking of his kicker's kicking leg. Say that five times fast. Kicking of the kicker's kicking leg. Kicker of the kicker's kicking leg. Yep. You barely f- got you it out. F- you butchered it. But tell me about that. What do you know? I don't know much. It was Josh Lambeau. So uh, I don't think he's at the kicker anymore. I no. think he was like cut. Yeah. Because it was in spring training, not spring training, fucking preseason. Um. Well, I think he like if I if I read the story correctly, he was at practice and he was chilling. Oh, what I what I want to know though, talking about the Urban Meyer kick was they wouldn't say kick if it was like a light tap. So do you think he winded up and kicked? Was it an aggressive kick? I just don't understand like what pretenses uh, would have brought that on. You know. Well, I mean, the real conversation to be had is if all this stuff happened in Jacksonville, and I'm not sure if we discussed this yet, but then what do you think was happening at Ohio State? Did we talk about that last time we were here? No. Wait, yeah. what are we talking? What are you saying? Well, I just said if all this stuff happened in Jacksonville, what do you think happened in Ohio State? Oh, you you can only wonder, right? He okay. I'm in a lunge position, left leg forward, right leg back. Urban Meyer, while I'm in that stretch position, comes up. To me and says, hey, dipshit, make your effing kicks and kicks me in the leg. <laughs> Tough love. Kids these days are soft. You know, that probably would have flew at Ohio State. The kid would have been like, yeah, sorry, coach. Yes, coach. Um, um, but anyway, let's, let's move on. We've done enough for Urban. Yeah. He's, so I think there's nothing really too much more to talk about. So I got some quick bites. I guess we here, can close it out there. I huh? got one oh, thing. What do you got? So F1, they obviously their season just ended. And you would think like... Any other sport, you win the championship, you get the championship trophy on the spot. Not with F1. No. They're classier than that. You know, so what they do is it's now Thursday, so three days after the championship, 
they um, held a banquet, a special banquet where they give out the individual and the team championships. I like it's that. a black tie event. It's very classy. And, but only the winning team goes. No, it's, I think it's everybody. Wow. Yeah. So you all watch as the other person celebrates. I don't, even, I don't even know if it was. It, I watched the video. It wasn't even much of a celebration. It was very, like it was formal, very polite. Huh. You go up and you give a very formal ex- acceptance speech. It's like you won an award, but, but you earned it. Directly, I think like every every team should do that. In fact, every league in the country should do that, down from youth to professional. You make everybody. I mean, actually, like Park and Rec kind of does that, but make every team that participated come to one event where you celebrate the winner and the other participants. Maybe um, I like that. I have no no hate against it. I think it's cool. I always, it's always nice to dress up. Again, it's 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 the F one doing something different. Yeah, man, it's clearly working. Yep. Um, um, And then one more thing, something funny that happened in in college basketball. So I've never heard of this school called Copen State, Um, but they forgot their jerseys. This is basketball? Basketball. They forgot their jerseys when they were playing Drexel. Which is somebody's fault. And Drexel's good. They, like, sometimes make the tournament. So this is Division One. Yeah. Um, So it is naturally somebody's fault. So they showed up with no jerseys. They had to play Drexel. While wearing Drexel's practice jerseys. Wow. Embarrassing. Emasculating. And, yeah. Talk, and Copen State, they're probably, those guys aren't making any NIL money. So, you know. Bad for the brand. All around, all around down bad for Copen State. Bad for the brand. Um, I don't, let, me, let me see if they won that game. Because, you know, if they won, that would kind of be a slap in the face of Drexel. I kind of doubt it, but I'm also going to look it up. So this would have been what? When, when was this game? Um, very recently, Drexel basketball, Copen State. Okay, it was a close game, 76-69. Couldn't pull it out. Oh, man. At least they kept it close, though. Copen that- State had to wear Drexel practice shoes. Look at that. It's hilarious. At least they look different. At least they look different. Wow, that's funny stuff. But anyway, yeah, throw, throw me your give, me, give me your quick hitters, and we'll wrap up. All right, so Brady launching an apparel brand called Brady. Um, it's kind of weird that it's not TB12. It's kind of what that's kind of what he's been running with. I kind of like it. It's new, um, but it's Imperial brand. So far, he's got on Shadar Sanders, which is the Jackson State QB, and also Deion Sanders' son. He's got Henry Davis, which was the 2021 number one overall draft pick in the MLB, and Cade McNamara, which plays football at Michigan. Um, and he wants the brand to mirror the scope and reach and popularity of Jordan's brand. What do you think? Um. I don't think Tom is cool enough. Fair. He's not, like, Jordan was, it was, like, not only was Jordan cool, but it was also the 90s. Everything was cool. Yeah. So, and then Tom, he, Tom doesn't have that, uh, he's almost, Tom's almost, like, he's, like, too, he's, like, too buttoned up, mm. too, he's also, he's, like, he's got weird things, like, Tom, just lean into the, into the pliability and the earthy crunchy and mm. the, and the dieting. Just, you know, leave the cool people things to, to the cool people. I mean, also, give me a ring when people are camping outside department stores for Brady's or lighting things on fire for Brady's. You got to try and do something different. Is there like, is there anything special about Brady? Well, I think it's an apparel brand. I mean, so it's, it's, he's really just monetizing the name. I imagine, you know, just trying to, his style, you know, because I, he's got, you know, at the very least, I'll give it to him. He's, he's, he's making, he's making some moves. He's making some money moves. I respect it. I he's, respect it. he's hustling. Um, so, goaded athletes always need, always need to name their kids after them. So, the scouts have their eyes on them. What do you think about that? 
Like only if you are good, the gift to your kid is to put a junior after their name. Are you saying a lot of athletes do do that currently? The only or the good you ones. think they should? Only the good ones. I can't think of any juniors. Okay, Ken Griffey Jr., that's one. Kenyon Martin Jr., pretty sure. I think LeBron James's son is technically LeBron Bronny, James Jr. Okay. Michael Jordan's son? He doesn't even play basketball, I don't think. Jeffrey and Marcus. They played like Shaq for a little bit? No. Nope. Um, but I mean, regardless of if they do or do not, do you think it's a power move? No, I actually think I think it's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think it give it gives the kid like kind of unfair expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, why you walk around. Your name is LeBron James. Well, uh, there was this funny uh, tweet too, where it's like LeBron's like, yeah, you know, I want, I really want uh, my son to be able to, you know, make his his own name, and it's like, well, you named him after you, buddy. Uh, but another quick hitter, Isaiah Thomas. He's back. He's back, and he's better in the league. Um, last night, or maybe two nights ago, he dropped like 47 in the G League. He's been in the G League? No. So he just signed to the Denver Nuggets affiliate team in the G League, and I believe in his first game dropped 47. Fast forward to today, he's a Los Angeles Laker. Where has he been before that? Was he just, you know, so he was stealth actually, mode? Yeah. So he was actually playing for Team USA. Um, in like not like well, Team USA plays year round. Newsflash, and so he was playing for Team USA with a bunch of other NBA guys. I'm pretty sure Joe Johnson was on that team, a whole bunch of other ones. And <laughs> they were the, the retired bums. Well, they they, they still <laughs> they still they're wa- running around like the Harlem Globetrotters. They still go out there and they get buckets. Um, Joe Johnson, I think, could still play today. It was doing all right for himself, but it's funny um, because w- just given the state of you know the leagues, like you mentioned, he might not even be able to play. Russell Westbrook just entered health and whatever protocols today. Um, and so it's like, will IT even get a chance to shine? Regardless, I think he'll do great on the Lakers. What do you think? That's actually my first thought is you would think that. So what? You can, you can like steal players from other teams if they're in the G League. Like, see, he was playing for the Nuggets affiliate. The Nuggets don't own him. It's a good question. You would think that. The Laker, because he's tech, that's technically Nuggets, you know, property. I don't really Not know. Not players are property. I don't, you know I don't really know how it works, but I imagine they reached out to the Nuggets and said, hey, are you going to sign IT? And they're probably like, no. Yeah. Do you want IT? And the Lakers are probably like, yeah. They're, de- they're, they're desperate. <laughs> he's like a, you know, 30-year-old guy taking up. I will say, though, LeBron, uh, LeBron's been picking it up. Well, you know, I think LeGM is back. LeGM wants you to think win. He's, you think he's a little pissed off? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even look at AD the same anymore. He doesn't even smile with him. He only has I fun know. in games with Austin Reeves. Because, you know, <laughs> um, new Caruso. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, LeBron, if you're, if you're not constantly uh, making him happy, he's, he's unhappy with no, you. Oh, hey, and, you know, he sets high expectations. So Hard guy to play with. Um, OKC versus Pelicans. You saw the finish. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah. But then again, it didn't really excite me. <laughs> like a uh, deep three to tie the game and then a three-quarter length court shot to win the game. You think that would excite me? I think you've seen so many things that you're desensitized. But if you saw it in person, I bet oh, you'd be like, Oh, if I saw it in person, that'd be whoa. crazy. No, yeah. yeah, that'd be nuts. Um, plastic roads. I think we talked about that before. I heard about that. Yeah. Interesting use of plastic. I don't have much to say about it, though. I don't even know if we talked about this on the pod last time, but what color would the road be? I think you'd probably either make it dark, like they probably is. still make it. I mean, otherwise, you know, it'd be, like, be blinding. It would look like ice yeah. or something. Yeah. It'd be terrifying. Um, Toyota, actually, speaking of roads and cars, they're making so you know, remote starters, obviously, to start your car. 
today it's free. Toyota's choosing to make it $8 a month to have the privilege of starting your car far from your car. It's a weird way. It's a weird approach to freemium. That's all I'm going to say. I think that they are going to hurt their brand by doing that. (laughs) You know, at the same time, $8 a month, I bet every fucking Honda user will do it. Honda car owner. Toyota. Yeah. Toyota. You live in a you live in a cold place, they'll do it. Yeah. Eight bucks a month. I mean, on your on top of your twenty five thousand dollar car? Yeah. No, maybe maybe you just rope it into um your car note. Is that like cause typically when you buy a car, you know, you say you want the car. You they ask you, you want any added features, different seats, leather seats, whatever, different color. Um, they talk you through all the insurance plans. Oh, do you want this? Do you want this? This is what it covers, and what are they gonna say? Do you want the automatic start? <laughs> well, I mean I yes, but I think it's just one of those things where it's, it feels like such a necessity that it's always been there that it seems weird now. That I've, never had a car, I've never had a car that does that. Dude, even my shitty old 2007 Nissan used to have a remote start. No way. Yeah. Well, it's a luxury, yeah. apparently. Maybe it's not. It's been around for a while. Um, and I guess to wrap up, the internet, giving the common man the tools to be funny. I personally think people are funnier on the internet than like, people who make comedy for a profession. The Every day I see random real people make me laugh more than I've laughed at comedy shows. I think, uh, I think what the internet did is it showed us how funny everyone actually is. Yeah. Well, at the same or time... Or how unfunny some people also are. I was going to say, there's, there's two sides to that coin, but I think... You're, you're looking at a couple guys who have, have no business talking sports on, on... Here we are. We got a camera. Sharing our, sharing our opinions about mics. sports. We got intern Ethan. Yep. We got an app, which you should download. Basically a dream team. Yeah. I'm sure that the people who listen to this pod are on the app. Yep. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. And we're, and we're going to keep growing. Yep. So... All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Great episode, Happy man. Happy weekend. Too strong, I don't compliments. Overdose, don't confidence. Started not to give a f-